Welcome back to the Space Hour here on Federal News Network. I'm Eric White. One of the drawbacks of traveling to deep space that remains relatively unknown is what the effects of no gravity could have on human biology, especially the central nervous system. To find out more, a team of scientists from NASA and University Space Research Association studied how the effects of space, like changes in gravity, radiation, and more, impact model organisms or other kinds of life that are biologically similar to humans. For this particular study, they used fruit flies. That's right, fruit flies. I had the chance to speak to one of the scientists involved with the study, Dr. Jenny Iyer, who is the project scientist at USRA and the NASA Ames Research Center. My first question, why fruit flies? Uh, this is a question I get all the time <laughs> because it's very difficult to imagine that a tiny little fruit fly, which is like smaller than a grain of rice, um, having similarity to humans, right? But surprisingly, genetically, they're quite similar. You know, the basic cellular and molecular processes are highly conserved between flies and humans. And in fact, 70, about 75% of human disease-causing genes have a genetic match in, uh, in humans. So um, it's a great model organism that has been used in biomedical research for over 100 years now, ever since Thomas Morgan first discovered it by squishing some bananas and attracting these flies. And it has, it has, um, and we have, apart from similarity, it is also like the short lifespan of flies makes it very easy for us to look at multiple generations, to look at their whole lifespan and have results faster, right? And it's also uh, cost effective to uh, raise flies as opposed to a little bit of a higher uh, mammalian system. But, um, and it gives us the right amount of or wealth of information for us and research using Drosophila has actually garnered like, as, um, we have like six Nobel laureates uh, with research in uh, fruit flies. So it has, it has been kind of a trendsetter. <laughs> And both species uh, have a uh, sweet tooth, I guess you could say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of those negative aspects that you were discussing uh, that can uh, occur from long periods in space to the central nervous system specifically? And, if you, and you know, I, I talked a little bit about the physical problems, but, um, you know, your expertise is in the nervous system. But any other ideas that are things that can occur to the human body when it spends a long time in um, microgravity settings? So one of the things that uh, we know about microgravity is that um, it leads to um, physical deconditioning, right? So as to say the bone loss or muscle atrophy, but that's something that has been very well studied. And we have like countermeasures for that for astronauts in space. We have like a exercise regime in there. So NASA is constantly developing um, countermeasures to mitigate any of the challenges posed by the space environment, right? Because space environment is a little different from Earth and it has its own set of challenges with microgravity, um, radiation, and so on. Um, what, we, what we found in our study using fruit flies is that we see some behavioral deficits in these flies when they get back from space. Um, and also in space, they behave a little bit differently. They show more they're more hyperactive, so as to say. And once they come back, we do, because these are small model organisms and uh, we can dissect their brains and we can probe them in different markers and see what are the changes going on at a very cellular level, right? And also 
grind up the tissue, isolate the RNA, isolate the protein and see what kind of changes in expression of these RNA and protein levels are happening. So we see some of these changes there. And uh, we see changes in the um, neuronal population as well. So these are something which are providing us clues as to how we can now do our next mission and you know advance our knowledge, further our knowledge even more. Gotcha. And and so you talked about how NASA has looked at uh, knocking out those physical defects. What are some of the ideas that may be on the table for handling the defects that happen to the ones that you can't necessarily see or feel the the uh, uh, the to the nervous system uh, after being in long periods of time of space? So we know that it has spaceflight has effect on multiple uh, uh, biological systems, right? And there are many. Uh, countermeasures which are being uh, assessed right now. I'm not a privileged to say discuss all of them, but it's going to come out in uh, in 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 publication very soon. So you talked about the multi. You could look at multiple generations. Um, did you see anything happening to the fruit flies as they went through? You know, having little fruit fruit flies. The effect of being in that environment. You know, if, I know we're looking way long term here, but reproducing in space um, and in those kind of environments. What what effects did you see there? Actually, the fly, the results of the results in the study, they're actually on flies which were reared. That is, they were mated. The flies mate. They, the flies that we sent up there, they mated, they reproduced, they gave rise to the next generation of flies. And those flies developed in the spaceflight environment. And those are the ones that came back. And that's the that's what we looked at. So um, so we these changes that we see are the ones which are completely reared in space. And also another thing uh, that we need to keep in mind is that the flies live for about like two months, right? Approximately two months. So these flies have spent about one third of their life in space. So that has an effect as well, right? So that it's it's not like you, you can't just compare apples to oranges. So we, all this type of research in model organisms provides us with information that we can use. And if you see consistent changes in other organisms, that gives us clues as to what is happening at a basal level, at a fundamental level. And that helps us extrapolate it to higher mammalian systems. But this is the first of its kind um, where we have done this type of research. And artificial gravity has been shown, we have shown that it is able to mitigate many of the effects that we see. I just want to highlight the importance of uh, fundamental research uh, using simple organisms that gives us a wealth of knowledge. And um, USRA, uh, partnering with NASA, has been instrumental in providing um, uh, in, con in continued efforts to, towards space exploration. And uh, this research is a step in the right direction as we uh, have planned to go back to the moon and then further on to Mars. Dr. Janani Iyer is a project scientist at USRA and the NASA Ames Research Center. You can find a link to her study along with a copy of this interview on our website. That's going to do it for this edition of the Space Hour. For all of our interviews, you can find them at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search the Space Hour. I'm Eric White. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Space Hour. You can find all of these interviews online at federalnewsnetwork.com, as well as Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Yeah.